0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the season 5 finale of That Fangirl Life, the platform and
1: podcast that champions female fans. On today's episode we're talking to Tara Knight, the coolest Aussie mum who recreates some of Harry's most loved outfits for her 5-year-old daughter Eva Lee. Listen as we discuss how the pair decide which outfits to recreate, some of the lessons that Tara has learnt along the way, as well as more about their upcoming trip to the UK to see Harry at Love on Tour next month everybody welcome back to another episode of That Fangirl Life. This week I feel like this season has turned into a Harry Styles season by accident, guys. And I'm really I say I'm sorry, but you all love these episodes. Um but we're going to be talking about Harry Styles but also we're going to be talking about the littlest fangirl that we've had um on the podcast. But we won't be talking to her because it's bedtime where she is now and she's probably still asleep. But we're going to be talking to her mum Tara. We're We're going to find out how they got introduced to Harry in One Direction and um, what it's like having that relationship as a parent and daughter um doing stuff like that because I don't have that re- I don't know I don't have that relationship with my mum. So it'd be nice to hear about that. But hello Tara
0: and uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more about you? Yeah sure. Hi um my name's Tara. I'm um Probably from my accent, you could tell I'm Australian. I live uh, on the Sunshine Coast here in Australia. I live on um, an 11-acre property um, up in the Sunshine Coast, Hinterland, which is just a dream. Um, I'm a mum to little Everly Ann, who is five, um, and a wife. I work full-time and am currently organising our insane trip to the UK to see Harry in June. You must be like
1: really excited about that but also like oh after like this week's like announcement
0: it was just chaotic I think um we kind of had a feeling that it was gonna happen and then um, we didn't think it would happen so soon and and then I was talking to some friends and we were thinking oh my goodness we're gonna to have to buy tickets for the Australian tour before we finished kind of paying for everything for the UK and we're trying to kind of work it all out and I was lucky I had tickets to his previous concert. So I had a pre-sale code for, um, for this round, which worked in my favour. I know a lot of people struggled um, to find tickets or get tickets and there was um, a bit of drama there, but um, I got lucky. It was a bit confusing, but um, yeah, we got lucky. So we were able to get tickets, but still like just... Having having some of the comments come through, especially from um, my family and friends about, um, you know, are you still going to the UK? Um, That kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Once in a lifetime, who doesn't want to see him in some of the places that we're getting to see him? Plus then when we get home, getting to see him, you know, in six months later in Australia.
1: I think as well, like, it'll be so nice to, like, see, like, he's not, like, the last time that he performed in the UK was when Fine Line came out for his like secret show, and that's like end of 2019. So like to see him now like come back and do like shows at home is gonna be like really exciting, and I will probably cry. <laughs> <for the show. laughs> Me <too. laughs> um, Just because I will be like, well, I'm like going like going with loads of friends as well, but I think I'll just be like overwhelmed even though I was lucky enough to go to LA to see him but I think it will just be a whole different experience because I have been very lucky with my first ticket is VIP kitchen so I'm like yes I will be at that barricade like ready to go
0: full experience straight <laughs> yeah up. so yeah I'm excited
1: about that But generally, the first question I always ask everybody is, um, what does the word fangirl mean to you? What kind of things does it make you think of when you hear it?
0: Um, For me now, I guess it's kind of just, I mean, my daughter and I, it's crazy to think that kind of a couple of years ago, um, you know, I've kind of never really had a huge connection to any musician or artist. You know, I've always loved listening to music, but um, never been kind of... You know this into someone. I guess you would say. Um, you know, I've always had all the social platforms, but kind of during um, COVID it ramped up I you know I've had Twitter since 2010 and um, I haven't really looked at it probably since then and then all of a sudden I was like in this world again where I needed to know everything about this one person purely because um, you know my daughter and I started listening to his music and she just absolutely loved it and having that connection between her and I has just been something really special.
1: Um, we're kind of like you kind of touched on it then but Who was, like, your, like, artist that you used to listen to growing up? Like, your musical heritage? I feel, like, so professional when I say that. Like, your musical heritage growing up.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess, um, well, like, I came from a split family. So I guess um, my mum's taste in music was pretty different to my dad's taste in music. My mum was very kind of current, um, I mean, I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. So it was very kind of pop music that my mum listened to. Um, she also kind of loved like Brian Adams, Jimmy Barnes, Pink Floyd, Fleetwood Mac, that type of stuff as well. Um, but we did a lot of car travel when I was when I was younger. So it was always kind of whatever was current and whatever was on the radio. Um, I love like Pink Floyd, Fleetwood Mac and that coming from mum. And then my dad was very kind of a bit more alternate, a bit more grungy, a bit more rock um he always had in Australia there's a radio station called Triple J which is um like uh in kind of all alternate music so he was always listening to that in the car and he loved like U2, The Doors, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers so yeah it was always very kind of chaotic mix um for me kind of growing up.
1: I find that sometimes like that's the best because not like a pigeonhole, but like some of my friends, they only really like R&B music. Like they won't really tend to like divert or listen to like kind of anything else. Whereas like me, I'm like, okay, yes, I love like my pop music, but I'm also like a massive like indie like person. Like I like the 1975 are my favourite band over One Direction, everybody. And I say <laughs> this all the time. And then people flood my DMs and they're like, what? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> they're actually my favorite band however they tend to go like into like hiding more so than what like any of the other one direction boys do so (laughs) I don't have anything really to share other than I'm listening to their album or stuff like that but I just find it makes it like so much more fun to like listen to other stuff than sort of oh for sure
0: to like I think my, like my taste, yeah, my taste in music music is so varied. Like, um, yeah, obviously I love pop music. I discovered One Direction, you know, once they'd gone on hiatus. Um, love obviously love um Harry Styles and pretty much all of the One Direction boys. I have all of them on my Spotify pl- playlist. But then, you know, I, I love R and B music too. So I can probably you know recite every lyric to a Nelly song ever written. Um, but then I also you know I I, I love you know Destiny's Child and TLC and those those guys were around when I was growing up and um, but then you know I'm, I'm happy to listen to the alternate stations too so Triple J is on in the car and um, they do a lot of you know unknown Australian bands or smaller Australian bands which is really cool too um, but yeah it's always very varied in this house.
1: Um, as you said you're an older fan girl like myself, I was born in the 80s as well. So (laughs) I'm like, do you ever feel judged now being like older and sharing kind of like this stuff on a social platform? Because I was having a conversation with some of my friends yesterday, and um, they're all like in their like mid-20s or early, some of them had only just graduated uni, so early 20s. And it's very like, they can't understand that my friend's are quite judgy still about it um because they're just like oh to do whatever but do you still find that you get that
0: yeah for sure and more so now than I ever did when I was younger I think because I don't know it was different I mean it was a very different time too and kind of music you could you were kind of, I guess, allowed to like whatever you wanted to and no one really judged or criticised or said anything. You know, um, I remember being in high school and listening to Spice Girls and no one ever kind of said anything to me about that. And then um, now I put, you know, I guess it's kind of on me too. You know, I put this stuff out there on social media and and let the internet judge me, but um, definitely feel more judged now than I ever did kind of growing up and the music that I listen to. And I don't know whether that's because it's um, my age or if it's the, the person or, um, you know, it's very, he's very topical at the moment. And, and you know, not, I wouldn't say controversial, but I kind of don't know what the right word would be. But for some people he is a little bit controversial. So, um, you know, having that that side to it as well. But, yeah, it's funny getting text messages and um, things from you know, even family and friends just thinking, you know, who are you? What are you doing? What is this? What is this that I'm seeing on your Instagram page? Like, um, you know, you're a 37 year old mum. like what's going on? And Evelyn and I are having so much fun. And I think, um, yeah, I've definitely developed a bit of a a thicker skin since kind of putting that stuff out there.
1: You said that you were first found One Direction after they went on hiatus. How did you find them and what was it about them? you were like okay let me like listen a little bit more and see what happens
0: i think um like i've got three younger sisters so they've it's kind of always been like on they've always been on the peripheral i remember when they came to brisbane um there was like i think they were kind of in the city or like they went, um, I remember them going somewhere and it being all over the news in Brisbane, uh, but never really kind of listening to their music. I had a friend who liked Five Seconds of Summer and then being Australian. And um, I remember seeing them on the Today Show or um, one of those like morning shows in Brisbane and um, and kind of thinking, oh, you know, yeah, cool. It's cool that like a, a little Aussie band is kind of getting the run. Um, and then, yeah, it didn't really kind of ever really listen to them I remember them kind of being on the house in on the radio or um, music being listened to in our house with my sisters but then I guess I think um, probably yeah it must have been kind of at the start of the pandemic when we all went to working from home and we could listen to or I, like I love listening to music and i listen to music while I work and then all of a sudden I was kind of you know sitting at a fold-up table at next to my bed in our rented house where we were living because we just moved and, um, you know, I could listen to my own music and they just randomly popped up on a suggested, you know, playlist on Spotify and I put them on and I thought it, it's just so catchy and I think too, you know, I've got a bit of age on my side so the lyrics were a, a little bit different and I could kind of understand them a bit more than, say, what I would if I was kind of 15 or 16 oh yeah
1: because there's some songs where people when like obviously like I was 20 I was I was 22 when they like formed on X Factor I was like 22 so obviously like I kind of like knew what we were singing about but like some of their songs like my sister would be like she's six years younger than me and she'd be like singing along to them and I'd be like she has no idea the connotations like behind that song and it's like a funny like now to look back on it and be like oh okay yeah um do you remember what the first song was that you heard or that came up at all
0: I don't know but I remember I'm pretty sure whatever it was definitely sparked an interest in me because literally I was sending screenshots of my Spotify playlists to my sister and I was like who who have I become I've literally downloaded every album that they've ever released onto my phone and and you know my sister's nine one of my sisters is nine years younger than me. And she's like, Tara, I don't even listen to them anymore. Like, what's <laughs> happening to you? Like, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just like, it's so fun to find new music. The only sad part about it was that they were no longer a band. And there's obviously no chance of me kind of seeing them live. And then I think I just went down that rabbit hole of um, needing to watch everything I could find on YouTube. And, um, yeah, it was just... I mean, 2020 was just a crazy time in the world for everyone. But, yeah, just um, kind of being indoors all the time and and having that music on and just finding, and then obviously all their individual music as well, uh, which is on repeat, obviously, on my phone now too. I think I know, like, generally what the answer is because I feel like it's the same answer for everybody when I ask
1: this question. But what was it that made you kind of be like, okay, I kind of prefer, like, listening to
0: Harry's music a bit more than the others? Um, I think he's just a bit more grown up. Like, I think for me, I could kind of um, resonate with his lyrics and style of music more than anyone else. Um, although in saying that, I love Niall probably second. I, If he ever comes to Australia, I'm following that man around the country. Like, I, yeah, I, I like really everyone,
1: really... Everyone there, there's their top two. And I always regret that I never got tickets to flick a world
0: tour yeah in saying that I am seeing Louis when he comes to Australia as well um he is good he is good life like I think people are often shocked how well that he can actually sing when they see him yeah he yeah and I've I've read about that too and you know I've listened to a lot of music and um yeah there's a couple of songs that he has that he's got a phenomenal voice um, and it's very different and it's more, it's funny too, because that his style of um, singing is more kind of what I would have listened to, you know, when I was younger, um, that he's a little bit more alternate, a little bit more like Oasis kind yeah. of, yeah, the vibe, um, which is kind of more me than, than Harry and, and Niall, but Harry's just a true showman, right? Like he, he's the whole package. Like you go and you, yeah, you experience like a, a complete show um and uh, I just can't wait
1: when did um Evely did I say her name right Evely 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 when did she start showing like interest as well was it like straight away or was it just like
0: yeah so I guess you know she's five so she's just kind of exposed to whatever I am uh, or you know whatever I'm listening to she's listening to um you know I take her to school most days and and kindy before that so um, you know whatever was on in the car and i think for her sweet creature she loves that song like i think she knew all the lyrics to that song before i did and it was the one like she has her own um, playlist on my spotify and it was the one song she would just ask for over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Like when we were in the car, um, she's gonna be
1: heartbroken that that's not on the set list anymore. I
0: oh I know. It's it's so funny trying to explain things to someone so small. Like you know we got we had tickets to the concert. We'd had them for quite some time. She was so excited. One night I was going with her. One night I was going with my sister. But yeah, having to having to explain to her like. You know when the pandemic was happening, and they kind of were allowing people to get refunds on their tickets. You know, I said to her, "Well, potentially he's not. He, you know, he might not make it to. So he'll come. He'll come. He'll still come. He'll come and see me. He'll come and see me." I'm like, mm, okay um and then I'm not gonna lie that was me as
1: well so like, <laughs> definitely, like he's still gonna come guys like it's fine like I even remember being at work being like no 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 like they won't cancel it like no they'll let it happen it's fine like yeah did not yeah. think I'd be
0: waiting like three years two, no two two and a half years for yeah. it yeah it's just crazy and Um, and then I guess like we started watching, well, obviously he was able to do the tour in the U S and for us in Australia, timing wise, that was actually kind of good for us to watch. I think most of the concerts were like the middle of the day. So, um, (laughs) no, definitely not. And it was, um, summer holidays here for kind of the tail end too, which was cool. Um, but yeah, that first kind of Instagram live we watched, and um, she saw him come out in that, you know, pink vest and, and um, yeah, she was just mesmerised, literally sat there, stared at the screen. for, and, and, you know, she's not a kid that does that too often. So, yeah, absolutely mesmerised mesmerized, and then, you know, said, hey, mom, can you make that for me?
1: I was about to say, uh, whose idea was it, like, to do, <laughs> to,
0: to do the outfits? Oh, and I said, uh, oh, look. Maybe. I mean, I've got a sewing machine somewhere. I'm sure we can, we can see what we can do. And, and obviously, my intention was never to go to the extremes that we did and, and kind of make almost every outfit from that tour. But um, we made the first one and we just had so much fun um and she just loved it so then we it just became like a little routine we'd watch the live stream and then we'd rush off to spotlight or see what I had in the cupboard and yeah and then we would um we'd make the costume or the outfit and then she would try like you know try it on dance around the house in it and yeah it was just it was it was a crazy time but it was so much fun did you have like any like seamstress clothes making experience before that I mean, look, not really. I guess my, my nana growing up was a seamstress. So when I was quite small, um, you know, she taught me to sew. But I think I was probably, you know, maybe six or seven or eight, you know, during school holidays where you yeah. get shipped off to your grandparents' house. Um, she passed away, I think, when I was 10 or 11. So um, <clears throat> I, I kind of never went anywhere with it. I was always like interested. I had, um, my husband had bought me a sewing machine for a birthday or a Christmas one year. Um, I'd hardly ever use it. It was covered in dust when I put so, it out. Was oh, it cupboard. like just trousers, like, Oh, take them up.
1: Like they need taken up. Like just come out for that.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, and then, it was it was the funniest experience I kind of I went to spotlight I got all the fabric I got everything I needed I was we were so excited and I come home and I opened the pattern and I thought I have no idea what this means and I ended up facetiming a friend who I know makes a lot of her own clothes and I had to get her to explain to me how to cut the pattern and then how to lay it on the fabric like that's how little experience I had when I first started
1: was it easy once you've done that was it easier than what you thought like to just be like okay we can like
0: roll through these now I think once I'd done a couple of the shirts and when I realized like most of it was going to kind of be the same um I thought oh yeah like we can just keep going with this like it's not <laughs> you're like big thank a you Harry
1: Lambert for
0: making it the <laughs> <outfits> <laughs> yeah. the same pretty much yeah it was funny and then when he deviated I was like oh gosh I've got to go and buy different fabric or you know and then he kind of the pant style changed so like for a couple of the concerts like at I think it was like MSG night one the black pants with the white polka dots like they were a more fitted lower kind of pant so I was like oh okay so I need to try to you know, change the pattern, you know, I got a little bit more confident too. I was kind of making up things as I went along and, um, but the suits were, as soon as that first suit come out, I thought, oh goodness, like, I don't, like, I, I, you know, I'm kind of, I can make a shirt now, but I don't know how I'm going to go with the suit.
1: Um. Did you expect the um video to
0: like go viral like it did? No, definitely not. It was, um, that was a very bizarre experience. Um, I have never obviously had anything like that happen before and then kind of not really, you know, I've always had social media, but never really taken it kind of seriously or anything like that. Just it's more for friends and family, just randomly posting things. And then, yeah, I posted that one video and it kind of went a bit crazy. And um, just the reactions from people, you know, it was so funny to see, um, you know, and so actually, it was, it was very heartwarming, like very, the majority, like I would say 90, probably 8% of the comments um, that I received about that were positive and people just loved it. And it was just, yeah, it was fun, like interacting with people. It was also a bit, I've never obviously, like I said, had that happen before um, and no experience with that either so not knowing even at my age to be careful with some of the stuff that was being sent to me or who was sending it um yeah it was a it was a quick lesson in you know social media 101 but yeah it was it was a crazy time
1: um does Everly like understand like what's happened as such was she just like just make me the outfits and i'll just wear them like around the
0: house it's great and fun <laughs> To be completely honest, I'm pretty sure she thinks I send the photos to Harry, um, and he loves it. So Ooh. it's it's very hard for you know, y- you obviously don't want to get a yeah you you know hopes up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure she thinks that I take the little videos and the photos, and that she, you know they get sent to Harry, and and you know he's her friend. So
1: um, he
0: said, well, if he said it himself. It's on his merch, so he's a friend.
1: I'm also like, leave it with me. I'll see what I can do about (laughs) maybe getting a photo to him, um, because I do know somebody that works for him. So,
0: oh, uh, that would be amazing. Like, she would just see what I can do.
1: I'll have to ask like slyly because it's a friend
0: of a friend. Um, (laughs) so like one of the other amazing things about this is like finding you know friends. Um, who share the same kind of, you know, love for this, you know, crazy British man? Um, like no one in my kind of real life circle understands or shares the passion you know I start talking and that they kind of switch off almost immediately um but you know finding people online I found a friend um that sounds really funny um but uh, a, a girl who also lives on the Sunshine Coast who reached out um uh after seeing something on TikTok or or Instagram and um anyway we've we've caught up we've um you know, gone out to coffee and we're travelling to the UK together. You know, I'm taking Everly and she's bringing her sister and we're going to all the concerts together and we're flying um, with some of our travel, we're doing some of our travel together, um, you know. And and for, like, other mums too, so many other kind of mid-30s Australian mums and some mums in the UK too have kind of reached out and been like oh my god I am not the only person you know I'm not the only 35 year old mum sitting at home thinking this man's amazing but I can't actually say it to anyone because you know of the fear of what everyone around me is going to say but I found you and I can talk to you and and we can have these chats on Instagram and um you know WhatsApp, and yeah just forming friends has just been yeah it's been such a ride
1: like I always used to speak on Instagram like people know like I've always liked, liked One Direction like since they were on the X Factor and stuff and I always used to talk about them but I wouldn't it wouldn't be to the extent as what I have now because I'd be worried I'd be like oh people are just gonna like judge me I'm like not gonna get like any Instagram work or stuff like that because people are gonna like just pigeonhole me as like someone who's denying how old they are and being like I'm stuck in like my teen years and Mm -hmm. that's then obviously like I said like the pandemic happened and I think like a lot of people who were fans of One Direction kind of regressed because at that time I was living with three housemates so obviously I was like working in my bedroom like we would all just hang out in the living room like for dinner after work for a couple of hours and then I'd go up to my room and I'd be in my bedroom again and it was almost like reverting back to like being a
0: teenager yeah I think um everyone kind of felt like that like even here in Australia I mean our um you know our restrictions and things it was kind of all a bit over the place Uh, where we live specifically in Australia and on the Sunshine Coast I guess it's not a big city it's not a center like a you know center hub or anything so we were kind of lucky up here we, we kind of escaped the worst of it and, and you know I live on an 11 acre property so it's not like I was kind of stuck in a small apartment or anything um, but yeah it was definitely that kind of working from home and having that like choice to be able to listen to whatever you wanted to again was just um yeah, definitely what brought it back. And even, you know, my sister, one of my younger sisters um, was living in London um, at the time, um, 2020 rolled around and and kind of she was very unsure what to do and kind of her parents... Um, Our parents and her boyfriend at the time's parents were kind of very hesitant to say come home you know they didn't want to be the parents that made the call but she called me you know I was on my way to work one morning God no I have no idea what time it would have been over there probably late at night and she said I just don't know what to do and I said come home. You know, like you can always go back, but you, you know, you don't want to be spending your life savings sitting in a tiny flat in London. Not um, seeing it, like, not seeing anything, not traveling, not doing any of the things that you wanted to do. There was a high possibility she was going to lose her job because the, she worked in marketing in shopping centers and, you know, they all got closed down. And, um, and her boyfriend at the time, I think, was working for a soccer team, football team. So, you know, none of that was kind of happening either anyway. They ended up coming home and which kind of also sucks too because, you know, she was one of the reasons why I was going to the UK originally because we, you know, I'd planned a trip for 2020 to the UK because um, I've never been. Um, it's kind of one place in the world. Like, um, you know, I've my husband and I have traveled quite extensively Um and you know, it's yeah one place that I've never been in the world and had been planning to go to. And um, yeah, and then kind of everything changed and she came home. and but now we get to go anyway. and I, I think too, like as soon as kind of that UK tour got announced and there was a chance, like a slight chance I might be able to get tickets. Um, you know, I just went for it and we were able to get tickets. and
1: How many shows are you? I'm um, going to on the end some people don't like telling me but I'm like I'm going to six I don't care I'll tell you <laughs> I'm like I've worked oh, look. Hard to save my money I will tell you how many shows I'm going to and you will be subjected to it all over my social media for the whole of
0: June 100% like I'm literally flying to the other side of the world with a five-year-old I'm telling you everything like prepare prepare to be bombarded by like crazy content on both like every single platform of mine um uh we got very lucky so we're going to four and I'm looking for tickets for the fifth but we're going to um Glasgow Manchester twice and Wembley night one so yeah very excited it's hard like she has no concept of really kind of anything so i'm pretty sure she thinks that you know we're flying over we're meeting the queen we're going to the castles we're you know going to meet harry and you know trying to like minimize those expectations too it's been a little bit difficult because obviously she doesn't understand um fame and um you know, she just thinks he's just some guy that sings these really cool songs and that he's friends with everyone. and you know, you just turn up at these concerts and you get to like go and see him and, um, you know, she's she's not been to a concert before. um you know, she's been to like little things, but not, yeah, she's not been to a concert before. Oh, so massive stadium. <laughs> I know yeah, so her first experience is gonna be, you know, like it's gonna be insane. We've been you know, trying to explain all of that to her as well. But even like getting on a plane, like she's not flown on, like not flown internationally since she was kind of, she was almost three the last time we were on a flight. So she doesn't even remember being on a plane, let alone one for, I think like it's 26, 22 hours, yeah. 25 hours or something to get kind of to the UK. So yeah, that that in itself is going to be an experience and, and one for me too, which I think is why so many people think I'm just absolutely insane. You know, one, I'm, I'm you know, spending all this money to go to these concerts, but two, I literally am flying to the other side of the world with a five-year-old by myself. Um, but then I just think, like, people do it all the time. Like, but also you're making
1: memories that she will probably, like, like you'll remember forever, but she'll obviously, like, remember
0: like for the rest of her life and being it's such a cute way like I mean it's such an innocent view of the world yeah you know and it's um like being a mom is just it's so much fun and getting to have this type of experience with her is just you know next level not no one I know um you know in real life or or kind of online um is able to kind of oh, has had this type of experience. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. So much fun. Um, what was
1: the easiest outfit for you to recreate?
0: Um, probably Vegas because it was a vest. So, um, that was pretty, pretty easy, I guess, even though in the beginning, I didn't know how to lay the pattern on the fabric, but um once I kind of got going I thought oh yeah as long as I can kind of stitch in a straight line I'm I'm good with this one um what was the hardest one on the flip side oh uh, it was it I think it was Nash Nash one of the Nashville outfits that gold suit oh nice no, no, the um the glitter one the glitter he wore like a gold glitter suit or it was like a sorry a sequin suit um where he did the, the gender reveal. This one. Yeah, that one. I'm just one. showing a
1: photo. It's the full sequin. Everyone's going to be like, you spoke about this the other week with Emma, because that was one of her shows. It, oh, yeah,
0: yeah that, was, that was tricky. And because, you know, I have no experience in this game. So, like, even just going to the fabric store and being like, yes, that'd make the, the that, that's awesome. Like, that would be great. And then getting it home and realizing, yeah, do you know what? My sewing machine really doesn't like sewing sequins. Um, but you know I persevered and then the inside like the or well, the back side of that fabric was like really itchy so then I had to work out how to line something um and yeah it was just that was that was an experience that was me kind of um, up all night trying to work out you know how to set a collar and make Sleeves that matched the length on both sides of the like the actual coat and yeah it was crazy but gosh she loves that one that one gets a bit of a run around this house quite <laughs> often now <laughs> there's always little gold. I was stickers. gonna
1: ask like what one was her favorite it was is that one her favorite one to wear?
0: Yeah that one probably and at the moment it's the one from the last Coachella that rainbow she didn't want to take that off I'm pretty sure that one's gonna be traveling to the UK with us. I've had lots of people actually message me and see if I can make things for them um, you know in like adult sizes and as much as I would absolutely love to like I am in no way experienced enough to actually be clothing other individuals um, you know like I don't mind making it for myself and my and my daughter and, and having a bit of a practice or whatever but you know I'm definitely no I'm no I'm no seamstress.
1: Have you got like one outfit that you have like Yes, we're going to recreate that like for definite that you've seen like that him wear not even like off of tour like
0: the US tour. Um definite probably last night like the Coachella that Coachella outfit for sure. We had actually talked about so I've got a heap um oh, were sitting on my desk uh, of those like iron on patches. Um we just happened to randomly be at the fabric store and they had like sparkly bananas, cherries, strawberries. Um, I actually bought them when I was making the Dorothy outfit um, because I was trying to find, and they have it now, like they literally have that fabric now. You can buy it pre-made. But when I was making that costume, um, you know, I sewed on the sequins individually for the cherries and um, made the little strawberries. And, yeah, we saw them then. So, um, yeah, we're thinking... We might use some of those and she just wants to have her name on her butt. So um, (laughs) I think maybe, yeah, definitely, definitely some type of that situation.
1: Obviously, you said her favourite song is Sweetest Creature, but is there another song she's looking forward to, to hearing live?
0: Probably as it was now. So she's got her little playlist on the iPad, and I swear she contributed to getting that song to number one, the the amount of times that that had been played. Um, And it's so funny, too, because obviously it skews my, like, Spotify. So what me, like, like what I listen to, because obviously she listens to the same one. Um, So at the end of last year, when you got your kind of top whatever it was, five, or mine was all Harry Styles and One Direction music and I know like I listen to a lot of it but she listens to a lot of it as well.
1: What are you most excited about seeing Harry live? Is it the first time that you're going to be seeing him live? Okay yeah, yeah what are you yeah, most yeah. excited about?
0: Um, I guess twofold so for me personally just experienced the whole um, kind of crazy world that I've found myself in but I guess what I'm most excited about is watching Evelyn watch him. You know, I think my camera roll is just going to be full of her, what, of like... me filming her watching him <laughs> and then me watching him, watching her. You You're going like, to need to bring, easy. like, two
1: phones, like, one.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And just, like, or have yeah. you heard of, you know, um, Francis Bourgeois? I don't know if you've heard of him. He's, like, a train spotting guy here in the UK. That's like yes, fire. and he has the... And he the GoPro on the You need to <laughs> give her a little GoPro. On her yes. head. I keep joking that I'm going to do that for tour, um, and put a GoPro on my head. Oh my and... gosh,
0: I have one too, somewhere. So we've only got really three questions
1: left. Um, but these are the same questions that I ask everyone at the end. Um, the first one is, what has being a fangirl of Harry Styles brought to your life?
0: I think, um, obviously getting to have this whole experience with my daughter has just been so much fun I think um, I, I'm i very lucky in being able to have her in the first place um, obviously it, it's a very long story but um, I could only have one um, and it took me five years to have her so she is incredibly special obviously everyone says that about their children but um, but for us she's just like just so incredibly special and being able to share this with her has just been such a ride like it's been so much fun um but also meeting other people um you know I don't I don't have a lot of um I don't have a lot of friends in general I think as you get older you kind of you know, they drop off or you don't see them as often. It's not like when you were younger and um, and especially where we live too, you know, that's kind of on us as well. We live um, on the Sunshine Coast. We were living in Brisbane or both kind of had lived in Brisbane for a long time. So our main group of friends is in Brisbane. Um, so we've only got a couple of friends up here. Um, but making friends online with, like, I've never experienced that before. Um, You know, I grew up in a time where, and this is just going to make me sound so old, but, like, there was no social media. You know, we used to go out with an actual camera um, and take photos of our night out and and print real photos. Like, I have, um, you know, photo albums full of photos of me kind of going out at night, like, boozy. I'm also very thankful for that too. You know, there's no crazy pictures of me on the internet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm exactly the same. (laughs) same. (laughs) Never in my wildest dreams, if you had told me um, two or three years ago that I would have met someone on the internet and become such good friends with them purely because of a bond formed through the love of someone's music um, and be traveling to the other side of the world with them to see him in concerts, not just once, but four or five times, I would never have believed you. So just that bond and connection and just being able to share the whole thing has just been oh fun fabulous just yeah loved it and then this
1: is kind of a similar question but kind of different as well but what has being a fangirl of harry styles taught you
0: i think it's funny so the first thing that came to my mind was to have a bit more of a thick skin i guess that comes from you know putting yourself out there online and people making sometimes not very nice comments towards you uh, but also on the flip side of that is not caring being whoever you know, he says, be whoever you want to be. And I am 100% wholeheartedly now. I just um, don't care anymore. I love his music and I love the kind of light and love that he brings into the world. And if I can kind of replicate that or show that to my daughter or, you know, um, you you just bring that into, excuse me, into the world for someone else. Like, I think, yeah it's that's got to be a positive right and then the last question is if anybody listening wants
1: to find you and everly online where can they find you
0: so we have an instagram page so everly and night on instagram and then my tiktok is underscore tara dot lee underscore so we're always always on there
1: um, well thank you for spending your And that's it. Season five is now officially complete. We're taking a bit of a break over the summer to enjoy our time seeing Harry out on tour and we'll be back later this year for another exciting season. But if you can't wait until then, who knows? Maybe we'll record a little something whilst out on tour next month. Bye for now.